Two people can look at the same thing and see something completely different. Ever show a text to a friend or a spouse and say, what? And they go, oh, they're just blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, they mean this. Like, no, they mean this. No, they... Our perspective really matters. In the story here of Scrooge, there's this interesting phrase that, that he doesn't want to look at the spirit of Christmas present. And there's no real explanation why, but Christmas present says, look upon me. And then he goes and he shows him so many things that are happening right in Scrooge's world with Bob Cratchit and with people that Scrooge might see on a daily basis. But then he takes him on this fantastic sort of journey to all these other places and and countries and worlds where people who are, are poor and rich, but they're all celebrating in their own way Christmas. And the differing perspectives that he sees begin to soften him in some way, to see that even in the midst of desperate times, people can be joyous. But he also then begins to see what his role might be in that, how he might be able to change things that are happening. In the story that we read in Scripture, the wise men looked upon Jesus and were filled with joy. Herod heard about Jesus, didn't get to look upon him, and was terrified because it threatened his power, he believed. So the way we look at things can really matter. And oftentimes, I think we, we need to have our perspective changed. And I believe that's a lot of what Christianity can do for us if we're open to it, is to change our perspective. There once was a man here in the United States who, he was a businessman, and, and he would ride through um, the major towns that, that were near where he lived, and, and he would see homeless people on the street, and he, would, and he would say, gosh, you know, why don't they just go get a job? There's plenty of jobs out there. Why don't they just go get a job and, and, and get work and, and just take care of things? And it just, it sort of bugged him, but not enough, you know, but he, he was a good guy. I mean, he was, he was active in his community and did these things, and somehow he ends up getting appointed on a board that oversaw some of, the, some of the homeless programs in the area. And at first he looked at that and he's like, why, why are we handing out clean needles to drug users? Like, shouldn't we be getting them off of drugs? Shouldn't we be stopping them from having drugs? Why are we, why are we giving out, you know, um, other things to them you know, that, just, that just encourage this bad behavior that they're already in. Why, why are we doing that? And as he began to look at, at these problems, his, his perspective began to shift. And he came upon an idea that perhaps some of these chronic homeless people, what they really needed was a home. That they really needed a to be given a place to live, that that might help stabilize them in some ways, that then they might be able to make a new way in the world. And so they began to pilot a program. 
And when they, and it says in the story that, that when they were going to pilot the program, they debated as to whether, you know, do we, do we pick the ones that are sort of more toward the top, you know, that we think we really are pretty sure can make it? Or do we pick the worst chronic, you know, the most addicted, the, the hardcore homeless? And they said, you know, if we're going to test this, let's, let's, let's pilot this with the, with the folks who it would affect the most which are the ones who are hurting the most. And so they piloted it with 17 homeless people and they, and they, and they put them in apartments. And just a one room or a couple rooms, you know, a bathroom, a bed, a hot plate, you know, just, just the basics. And what they found was that those people then didn't go to the emergency room as often that next year. They... They didn't get sick as much. They, they didn't um, steal as much. They participated in other programs. And they weren't really sure why it worked, but it worked. And the savings just in the emergency room, um, savings more than paid for what the local jurisdiction was paying for the apartments that they had Put these folks in. And I'm sure you've heard this story. It's happened in Utah. Utah has piloted a program where they've gotten about 80% of their chronic homeless off of the streets into places, and they're just seeing a dramatic reduction in the, the amount of medical care costs that they're having to do. It's almost paying for these apartments. Many people say, well, why would we give them a home? Well, here's why. It's actually a benefit to the community. Our perspective... <laughs> His perspective was changed because he dug in and he looked and he thought, what can we do to change this in a way? And I'm not saying that it's a perfect solution for everywhere, but, but it's just interesting to me that something that, and I don't know if you've ever thought this, I know I've heard people say this, you know, when you're driving by and you've got the, the guy down here and the guy down here and the woman on the corner there who got their signs, you know, why don't they just go get a job? Why don't they just, you know, whatever, but then to hear a story like that and, and to be like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some hope for this. Maybe there is a way that we can affect some of these really difficult problems that we have. Of addiction and homelessness and hunger. Of wars. Of refugees. Maybe there are ways that we, can, that we can change that. And it's stories like that, that, where I see people's perspectives being changed, that I think, you know, God's got to be at work there. Because we human beings are just not designed to change our mind. You know? I mean, men especially, I'll just go there. Like, you know, it takes a while. You got you to, gotta, well, I'll speak for myself. You got you to hit me pretty hard with a two-by-four to get me to wake up and go, oh, yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea. Uh, but, but it's interesting. It's interesting how our perspective then can be changed when we look at the story of God with us. Of God with us. That God, the most powerful being 
in the universe, cared about this creation that God had made so much, and he saw how it was, how it was broken. He saw that as he created us to, to have a mind and to, and to be able to make decisions and to, to, be able to, to be able to judge good from evil and all of that, that, that for whatever reason, we just, we, we just often make a mess of things. And he said, you know, I want to I send them a beacon. I want to send them my son because I love them so much so that they can see that the word of God can be made flesh and will live among them and will give them hope for all of time. That all of the difficulty of this world is not what is true, that there is another reality, that even as we read the newspapers and we see all the news and we just, and it just rains down on us, this, this hopelessness and this heartbreak, that as we look upon that, that we can begin to say, but there is hope and I am willing to put myself in places to help provide that hope for other people. That when I am beaten down, when things happen to me, I'm going to live as if that hope is real. And I'm going to share that with other people. And of course, this time of year, it's what we talk about a lot. But it's who we are as Christians. We are the people whose perspective is being changed all the time, whose eyes are being drawn to look again at all of the difficulties and not just write off anyone or anything, to keep working and to look for the things that might be crazy, that other people might not think are, are, are the right things to do, but to try them anyway, to see where God might be working because God did give us a mind and God did give us eyes to see, ears to hear, mouths to speak so that we might become the love, that we might become the word made flesh. Miracle has begun in you. God bless us, everyone.